everyone. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Corner. Episode 40. What? The big four of our world. And today, let's kick off the 40s with a really cool episode. Uh, so we are marketeers at heart. And what do we like to do? Uh, Jen, we like to predict. Yes. Come with empty predictions that we base on absolutely nothing other than our gut feelings. But everybody loves them. So here we are. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about marketing trends for 2023. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you want to kick it off with your first prediction? My first prediction. Well, we. I'm going to let you do the AI one because yes. I think AI is a big one. No Sorry, but it's like, it's a big one and I don't want it to be like, I don't know anything about AI, but I'm going to let you have that because I love you. Um, I want to talk about PLG. Yeah. Product-led growth. Love it. So I think pro- product-led growth, I, I'm not, no way is this a new thing at all. Um, but I think that in the current situation, uh, ec- economic situation that we're in slash getting more into, yeah. I think that PLG and letting the product sell itself is definitely going to be the best investment in time and resources for a lot of marketing teams yeah. because budgets are being crushed. Headcount is being crushed. How are you going to build a business with less money and less people helping you make that happen? You're going to let the product do the selling for you. That's what my prediction, um, and that's something that actually we're working on. Um, how about yourself? What do you think the Devil's advocate for just one sec. Yes. Is that any different from what it's been in the past? What do you think is changing? I don't. I think product-led growth has always been. I mean, it's become a bit of a buzzword, but it's always been there. It's definitely, um, it's definitely like a big marketing play. But I think now, especially there was before, especially in startups, there was money galore. And you could, you know, we were, I was in companies that were quadrupling their sales team every quarter. That's not going to happen these days. And I think that bubble has burst and now people are being very, very careful with their money. And I think in that case, when you don't have necessarily the headcount in either sales and marketing or both of those things, what are you going to do to to drive growth? And that has to be letting the product do the selling for you, not a a human being. Because you also think of the CAC, right? Because if you calculate your CAC with um, salaries, as we do, that's a lot of people involved. If you have a, a team getting the leads together and then a team BDRs doing the outreach and then passing that on to an AE who then passes it on to someone else. Like that's a lot of people involved in a process that you have to pay. That's your CAC, that's marketing, that's advertising. That's a lot of things going into that. If you could just get people to log in and, and use your product and, and then go, yeah, this is cool, pay now. That is going to be, I think, definitely a game changer for a lot of companies. It had them like, no, but I think that did. I think every company dreams of parallel growth, right? Like, yeah. I think that's the thing about it for me. It's always like, who doesn't want this? <laughs> yes. Uh, so so everybody wants it. Um, I think one thing I've noticed though because of investment markets is there will be fewer bets on on products or, or stuff like social platforms. So I don't think like there will always be social platforms, but uh, new social platforms will always emerge. But if you're, if I'm a VC founder and I heard this from a VC founder talking about it the other day, he's saying like, right now it used to be these bets were like, it's all about getting volume, right? Like in the product will drive the growth. Those who I think we will unfortunately like see a few, fewer of. Yeah. Cause like those are high risk, high reward investments. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you do with this type like a type of market, at least what I see mm-hmm. right now. So, so, so those I think we're gonna have fewer of, but those 
But I think we're going to see more B2B products mm-hmm. that are going to transition into product growth because mm-hmm. that will be a sustainable model moving forward when they don't have, when you don't have a huge marketing budget, when you're like, okay, how do we, how do we keep scaling, mm-hmm. keep scaling in a, but we do it in a slower pace because product growth is slower until it takes off. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So, um, and that, and in that sense, I think we're going to see more product growth. And I think the other thing that you're absolutely right, like everyone talks about it, everyone wants to be product led, but the thing is it takes a big investment. And that's the thing that people don't do. And that's where I think the the problem is we do product led growth. No, unless you have a free product experience that people can do on their own and learn themselves. And, you know, especially in a B2B SaaS business like we run and that you've worked in, you know, we have complicated products. So to dump someone into a platform and not explain to them and have an onboarding can actually work against you, right? So it it does take a huge investment. And I think sometimes we get that pressure of like, we need this now. We need this velocity. We need these deals coming in. And so sometimes that gets put on the back burner. And I think that's the thing that I want to emphasize, especially for those marketing leaders out there or those C-levels out there. If that's what you want to do, you have to give the resources and the time to let it happen. You also have to accept that those deals are going to be smaller. You're not going to close, yeah. I don't want to say never, but you're very right. unlikely going to close an enterprise deal on a product-led growth. product looks different. Yes. Yeah. You're going to do smaller deals, but there'll be more of them, less touch points. And then maybe your sales team, your CS, your marketing can focus on those enterprise, those big deals. So that's actually one of the things we're looking at in Onamundo, where we're going to introduce product-led growth for high velocity, but low value. Yes. And then we're going to put more of our resources into enterprise partnerships, bigger deals. Um, to try to balance out the scales on both sides. That's uh, that's one of our things for this year. So cool. I'll keep you guys posted. Yay! Yay! Um, number two. Number two. Uh, AI. So I don't think I don't want to spend too much time on this. Like, if you haven't heard already, check out the uh, actually just the previous episode where we talked about the tools on around AI. And two episodes ago, we talked about the whole AI revolution with ChatGPT and everything. Check those episodes out. We'll recover a lot more in depth, but. Don't get me wrong. The this year is all about AI. For me, that's that's the big thing. And it, uh, we saw at the beginning, early like November of last year, uh, October, November, where it really started to kick off with ChatGPT and stuff. And it's only gonna increase tremendously this year. I think a lot of the, like the investments that have gone into blockchain and Web three and all these different things are not like, oh yeah, we should have been in AI. <laughs> oh, Don't. Yeah, that's the one. And you see all these like uh, meta investments in, in virtual reality. Like they're all like, yeah, we should have been in AI. Mm-hmm. Which is something similar. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think what we're we're gonna st- this year is gonna be about AI. And 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 I, this doesn't surprise anyone. If you're listening to this episode, you're probably already aware of this. Like this will be. No one's not aware of AI if you're marketing right now being think. What you need to work on this year, if I were you, and if you're just uh, like, what, where do I start, Casper? Grab a few tools, test it out, and start practicing and saying like, how can I use this to my advantage? Mm-hmm. Like find a way, whatever it is you do, design, copy, whatever, use it to your advantage. It's here and it's going to be a big part of your life moving forward. So might as well find a way to live with it. Yeah, embrace it. Yeah. Our robot overlords. Work with them. They're coming for you. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's really interesting, and I think 100% agree that AI is is going to change the landscape of how we do things. And I think the cool thing is, if you can get to grips with this AI, you can figure out how to make yourself more efficient, make yourself more valuable, make yourself just again. If we're looking at budget cuts, headcount counts, you know, we've seen the tech layoffs, 
They're coming in thick and thick and fast from companies like HubSpot, you know, companies that we thought were fine. Um, So we are going to have to do a lot with very little. And that's where you can leverage AI to help you make that happen. Yep. What's uh, number three on our list? I'm all about the LGs. So Tina, I'd like to talk a little bit about community led growth. That's one of my that's one of my really favorite ones these days because I think that's really interesting. Don't get me wrong, I think product led growth is interesting, but it's been around for a while. Cool. I think community led growth is really interesting. Explain to our listeners. <laughs> well, community led growth is uh, again, it's another thing that has been around for a while. I mean, if you think in terms of word of mouth marketing and things like that, but it's basically how do you create a user community? How do you leverage that community? How do you it, it basically how do you processize word of mouth marketing? How do you get that going? It's more than events. It's more than social media. It's um, it's a big play. Again, it's slow. Yeah. It is slow, and you have a lot of dependencies. Um, so this is something, actually, we do at Onamundo. Yeah. We have an entire team dedicated to community-led growth. We call it brand and community because we believe that our brand is closely tied with the community and how the community think about us. Yeah. So that's actually, you know, I, I say this 101 times, so this is 102, but your brand is more than your colors. Mm-hmm. And your tagline, it's how people feel about you. And I think community, community-led growth is going to help you build your brand because you're building that trust. Oh, I think you're right. So we're doing a range of um, activities aimed at the community. And what I think is pretty cool about what we're doing, but we also have to be careful not to spread ourselves too thin, is we are doing events with customers and non-customers, prospects. So we held um, the Made for IoT Summit where we had 80 um, prospects and existing customers in the same room together, which was wonderful and really effective. But we're also doing like just Copenhagen ecosystem. We're running fuck up nights, for example. We own the, the license and that's just a fun thing to get people in to share their experiences because we also want to be part of the ecosystem and not necessarily just sell IoT, but build up this kind of Copenhagen feel of tech and companies yeah. and startups. So it's you ru- you want to do a lot of things. You have to be careful, though, that you focus on the right things and make sure that you're driving proper growth. 100%. I totally agree. Uh, I think... Um... I think community-led growth is like, it's always been a thing. It's just uh, now we're starting starting to really say it's a discipline. Yes. Like it hasn't been, been a discipline. Before. Yeah, it's been events. It's been events. It's been Social. Like, yeah, let's do something cool. Let's do something fun. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, okay, how do we keep pushing our community forward? Yeah. And now it's like part of a strategy. And once it goes, gets to that level, that's where I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where I'm like, okay, now I like it. Yeah. No, but and I don't want to simplify it because I'm... Like I joined a bunch of Slack communities. I'm like, yeah. But once once a community, it, it also feels like to me like people identify with the communities they are part of. Yeah. So I'm part of uh, this guy Dave Gerhardt's uh, Gerhardt's uh, Exit Five community. Mm-hmm. Like I get so much out of it. Mm. Like I get so much out of it. I got I got potential clients. I'm close to it, but working on it. <laughs> I got potential clients out of it. I got feedback and good stuff. And that's just a, a community I'm part of. And I suddenly now I identify as part of being, being, so yeah, be, being a part of that community. And I, I, my goal is, and we can tell our listeners, is that we want to create the same for Marketing Corner, right? Yes, we do. Like we want to create a community around Marketing Corner for, for people who work in B2B marketing or marketing in general, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, uh, you can talk. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think that's a community that we, we're working not hard because this has always been our side gig, let's yeah. be honest. This is something we've always done for fun. Yeah. But we're gradually seeing more listeners. I think we're, we're up to, what, 3,000 listeners yeah. now, which is amazing across yeah. the world. Thanks, Thank you. We love you. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think there's so much more we could be doing because yes. I think 
we have a special niche that we are not your Dave Gerhards. We are not your Chris Walkers. Not yet. Not yet. But we love focusing on actionable insights for small teams, one-person armies. Getting a lot with very little is how we made our bread and butter, and we want to help other people do that. And so if there's a way we can kind of create that community, wonderful. Exactly. So uh, let us know. Maybe we should do a meet-up one of these days. Somebody want to drive our community. Yeah, please help us out. But, um, yeah, cool. Uh, your turn. Yes, number four. Number four. Uh, this is an old-timer. But um, it's funny because, like, every time I talk to a client, it's like, I want to say 50% of the cases we bring it up. Uh, account-based marketing. Yep. Uh, ABM. ABM. Uh, we t- we've covered this in a previous episode, so go check that out if you want to hear the primer on it. Maybe we should do an updated episode at some point. But mm-hmm. but uh, ABM is, is still a thing. Like, it's been a thing for a while, and it's still a thing. And then we talk about it all the time. The options within your tracking and you LinkedIn setups and Facebook and all this stuff is still the same. You can still get a lot out of your money, and it still works. Yeah, it's absolutely. And in a in a moving into a crisis year, let's call it that, then ABM is not a bad play. Because yeah. like you're like okay, which is I mean, win win this one fucking client. But with this one client, everything else is yeah. or icing on top, right? And that's one of the things we were looking at, you know, for our our Q2 goals and our metrics, and it's kind of. You know, we need to close either I close 1,500 inbound customers yeah. or two big ones. Exactly. Which one am I going to go for? And which one is CS going to be happy about? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And we actually, at Onamunda, we have a dedicated ABM lead. Uh, shout out to Emily. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, and she's doing a phenomenal job. Hey, girl. <laughs> Raf, keep that in. Um, yeah, but, you know, she's doing a phenomenal job and we're doing a lot of these, you know, she's, she's interviewing prospects in our ABM list for expert series and we've invited we're doing webinars and we're inviting abm contacts to the webinars 30 percent of our webinar signups are in a target account list Perfect. you know so it's working it's and it's it's not cheating it's being smart and using your resources ap- appropriately the other issue though the this always comes back to attribution for me and this is something that i, I think it's just important to keep in mind is abm is a long play yeah. those enterprise deals take a long time to close and if you're operating on a first touch attribution you're not going to see ABM paying off in air quotes. Um, and that's one of those things that, you know, we have to take with a pinch of salt of like, if you can't point to it and measure it, you shouldn't do it. That's bullshit. Right now we need to be focusing as much as possible on what was what makes sense for these bigger deals, even if you can't measure it right away. Um, so that's one of the kind of caveats I want to put with ABM is it's not a Google ad. It's not, you could just turn it up and you see immediate results the next day. It takes time. It's a long play, but it's definitely worth it. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I think ABI is still going to be a big thing in this year. Yeah, definitely. We have two more things on the list. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take the next one? Yeah, well, we could talk uh, demand gen. Yes. Demand gen. Now, I have a love-hate relationship with demand gen, and this comes up a lot in our podcast. I think demand gen as a tactic is very smart. My only issue is that we're acting like it's a new thing. Yeah. It's not new. We've been doing it for ages. We just called it branding or targeted branding. It's branding rebranded. I've said it once. I'm going to say it again. For all those Demandrin bros out there who think it's new, you're not new. It, I think it's just uh, it's a little bit more focused, but I agree. Like yeah. overall, for a large part of it, it's it's kind of like a, what do you call it? A, a new wine on that old bottle. Or <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, yeah. It, it sounds Danish. Is it a cow on ice? <laughs> the Danish sayings are wonderful for those who are not Danish. All right. It's, 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 it's same old, right? <laughs> like, um, 
I think one thing I want to want to attach to this one is just the demand generation is going to be really interesting because they're like right. I think 2022 was like a resurgence in demand generation as a concept, <laughs> which is the good thing about demand generation as a word, right? Because now suddenly we're like, hey, branding's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it just has a new name. <laughs> new name right? So 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 yeah. it's back on the menu. I think that's good. I think that's a really good thing. But now you enter a crisis here. Yeah. Where everything, trust me, if you haven't experienced this already, you will experience this, is that there's going to come some point where a boss or someone goes and say, okay, let's look at how much marketing has contributed with. Yes. And that's, and that's not an easy talk to have in general. And it's going to be a lot harder. It was hard before, and now it's going to be a lot harder. Yeah. And especially when you want to do demand generation, because like by all means necessary, demand generation is awesome. That I do a lot of demand generation myself, but it's very hard to attribute. Yeah. Like you can do these self-attributed things and stuff, but that's not easy. So you're entering a phase where everything like it will be scrutinized at a mm-hmm. like vector ten, times 10, right? Yeah. And you want to do things that can't be attributed. Yeah. Most of it, at least. That's hard. And yeah. I think that 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 makes me a little worried for the people out there who's who's about to enter this. I just want to prepare you for what you're going to. That doesn't necessarily make it wrong. Yeah, I think that's very important. Like that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. That just means uh, you will have a harder time uh, talking to your boss and making that person understand what it is you're about to do. Yes, and I actually had a conversation very similar to that recently, where I had, I gave a presentation. There, the question has come up as it has with a lot of people of like, how are you being measured? How are you being measured? And I broke down my team and I said, look, 75% of my team are responsible for essentially what we call indirect MRR. Videos, design, blog posts, all of these things that necessarily can't be attributed by a first-click attribution model, which a lot of people use, a lot of marketing teams use still to this day. There's the demand capture, which is the thing you can point to and go, this came through Google, this came through this, this, you know, then you have indirect MRR. That's your blog post. Sometimes that's ABM an occasion, right? You're warming people up. You're trying to make sure that they're seeing your content, but they're not maybe clicking on stuff right away. So there's a lot of indirect MRR activities. And that's that's the thing that worries me for marketers right now is because I've seen this again a hundred times. This is 101 when we enter difficult economic times. Everyone has the pressure on them. Everyone's under a microscope. And it's like, okay, I gave you $10. What did you de- generate with it? And if you can't point to something, they might take your $10 away. And so I think for marketers, it's really important. One of the things I've done is I've done a a graph of here is kind of the demand capture side of things, the direct MRR that you can point to, and here's the indirect. And just because... that's a really good way to do it. It's it's a visual way because I think if you're a marketer, you get it. But if you're not a marketer, you don't get it. And you go, why... Like if you're in sales and 100% of your job is being measured, why is no one else being measured the same way? And so it was important for me to kind of show like, just because we can't measure it, do we not do it? And the other side of it to kind of show that it's working is we can see the velocity of our deals are closing faster since we've invested in demand generation tactics. And it's not like there's not metrics. There's Don't get me wrong. There's yeah. absolutely metrics you can look at to prove if demand generation is a part of it, if it's working or not. There's so many metrics. I don't want to go into it right now. But, but, um, but, but that's not easy. And it's hard to directly link it to MRR. If you could say we've increased traffic, cool, yeah. but how much money did that make me? And that's launching a podcast program at three months in, you're asked like, hey, what are we contributing with? Like that, that will always be a hard question to answer. Or PR, we've done a PR episode. PR is not attributable. You can't do tracking links. You can't. But does it mean you don't do it? 
Of course you do it, because if someone's heard of you, that call's a lot easier to have for the BDR if they say, oh, I've heard of you. And of course you can do the self-reported attribution things. We also do that, yeah. Yeah, and you won't cover everything. Yeah, so... There will be gaps. Hang tough, hang in there. Reach out to us if you need some uh, other insights onto how to win people over with uh, indirect MRR activities. Last okay. one. Last one. This one is uh, one I put on the list because uh, I thought uh, um, there's been so much talk about tracking recently, especially the last year and the year Boom. before. Wow, we've been going for a while. have. We've both had kids <laughs> since we started this. Yeah. Not, not, not together. Not, not together. No. But anyways... Um, the last one I want to talk about is owned lists. Yes. With that, I mean, um, we're, uh, it's harder to track things and there's all these different platforms. Uh, TikTok is resurging and talking of trends and predictions, I think TikTok is only going to get bigger, but, but here we are. Uh, I think Discord is one of the things that I also want to try a lot this year. Um, but, uh, speaking of channels, but anyways, uh, but bringing, um, those so you let's say you have followers on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and then bringing them to something you own, like email lists essentially. Yeah, uh, or bringing it to a community where you have like a Slack community where it's sort of a. Hey, this uh, finding a way to own people or own these lists. Own people. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Yeah, and but but uh, I think that's a big trend, and and I think people need to realize that. Is this um, is this throwing shade on the email is dead crowd by any chance? Yeah. <laughs> same same like whatever people call something dead, that's when I go all day. Yeah, that's <laughs> when I test the shit out of that's it. That's when I'm like, yeah. okay, so that's what I should be doing. So you're saying TV's dead? I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. TV ads? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Billboards. <laughs> I actually, I. Another episode, different episode. I did some billboard testing at some point. It's kind of fun actually. Yeah. yeah you can do some really cool stuff. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. So, um, but old lists, I think that's a, that's a big one moving forward. It's not like, uh, I think the other ones that we talked about are a little bit bigger, but I think this one is one like, uh, yep. And na- as a natural step of what we've seen, then you need to kind of take in and find some way to own these things yourself. Yeah. Same, like server-side uh, tracking or tagging. I'm sorry. Uh, well, that was embarrassing. Uh, server-side tagging is also part of this, like owning your data in some way. Mm-hmm. So. So, so finding ways to do that, but but own lists is, is a good first step. Yeah, we've um, I think we're re- we're bringing that back because I think one of the things it feels so old school, right? It's like sign up for our newsletter, but actually that is a very good source of direct. Le- I don't want to call it leads, but you know prospects that you can connect with who have said, yeah, I want to hear from you. Why the hell not? Crazy, like so. I talked with one of my good friends uh, called Kujo. He he's a uh, once when the AI movement started, he he knows a lot about AI. He's like my go-to source for AI stuff. That mm. one of my go-to sources, and uh, and it was like. And then he started, and, and we were talking about what he could do with AI, one of the projects he could do. And then he started he started AI newsletter, like newsletter, a fun newsletter about AI. Mm. And it's so old school, and it's so smart at the same time. Yeah. Like that's brilliant. Yeah. And I, it's want to point out like newsletters and stuff like that shit still works. Like. Yeah. Oh, don't get caught up in, in this kind of he's, this stuff works. And if it's in the post GDPR era, they've opted in to receive it. So you have these people who are like, yeah, send send me stuff. I want to hear it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And and so so like and that's still a good business model. Like mm-hmm. also just in general, if you just not just as a compliment to your business, but just like if you want to create a new business from scratch, like he just like decided to make an AI newsletter and gets a bunch of subscribers already, and like boom and. And it kind of fits in what what else he's doing. And 
who knows like uh the, i think the big story is like once once the hustle was sold to hubspot back in the day that's like a good story for for how to transition a newsletter into something that's worth selling yeah a lot of money that's crazy yeah. and it's worth a lot of money if you create a big newsletter yeah like it's worth well you have a following of people who want to hear what you have to say i mean that's what we all want Easy. that's demand gen and it feeds <laughs> into everything right yeah and just talked about community building so let's say you have a hundred thousand followers on linkedin you build a community off that and then you own them on email and then you maybe create some sort of a discord or something where you also have them and yep. we can make a pay patreon where they pay for it right and suddenly you're like boom generating revenue from having people yep no that's awesome and we at adamondo we have uh we already have a customer newsletter that goes out and that's kind of updates on features but also hey this webinar is coming up or Here's this event that you might find interesting. And so we're just basically trying to transfer that over to non-existing customers who've opted in um, where it's, and I think the key is also not selling. We're not selling. It's like, these are things that we think you'd be interested in. And hey, if you open this email, there's five points towards your lead score. Yeah. And if you watch the on-demand webinar that we put in there, then that's part of the lead. I know you don't necessarily are on board with the lead scoring, but no, you know, it can help us. If, if people start engaging and then they hit a certain point, it's it's a good gateway. Rather than sending an ad to this person, send them the email that they've signed up to receive and, and, and start engaging. Yep. So on that note. On that note. Thanks for tuning in, guys. These are our predictions for 2023. Anything we missed, let us know in the comments or anything. Yep. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye.